Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Aren't you interested in learning breakthrough wealth building strategies, such as how to flip a home in less than two weeks using other people's money with no real estate license, or how to build a low cost home based business? You can discover how to take passive income from any source and invest it into real estate, stocks, or business to become financially independent investing in any market with Residual Roads Business Institute. Collaborate with Andre and other Residual Roads advisors to create a free action plan and start implementing strategies today. Go to www.residualroads.com or email info at residualroads.com. Welcome to the Investing Uncensored podcast. You've been searching for different ways to become financially independent or generate passive income to live out your life's purpose as you've seen others do it, but need insight on how. Well, get excited because here you'll discover the tips and resources to fulfill that need. Andre Stewart has spent more than a decade successfully making it happen for himself and others. This is the Investing Uncensored podcast. And now here's your host, Andre Stewart. Welcome to another episode of Investing Uncensored. I'm your host, Andre Stewart. And today I brought Mel back. You guys know Mel's two-part. He's been on quite a few episodes, but I brought him back again because, you know, over the last couple of weeks, we have done some really tricky deals, man, some great deals that in involved a particular strategy that most people don't know about. We're going to talk about bankruptcy and how to use it as a strategy and some of the benefits of using bankruptcy. And I already know you guys have the idea like, oh, bankruptcy. Oh, my God. You know, you're going to be broke after you do bankruptcy. But that's not the case. So, Mel, what's going on, man? How you doing? How's it going? I'm glad to be back, man. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing a lot since we, since the last podcast. So I'm glad to be back. Cool, man. We're going to dive right in, man. So me and Mel, you might have heard me talk about this on the I think the podcast before last where I said he was working with some girl in Alabama and he had started getting some good deals. So I eventually bought one of the deals that came over. Man, it just got it just got tricky, man. So you guys know that I'm a, a lender, but a lot of times I still use other lenders to do my own deals because it just makes sense for me to put up, you know, a small percentage versus putting up all the money for the property. Yeah. So Mel gave me one of his deals and Mel, man, as we're going through this deal, man, Give them from your point of view, give them information about the deal. Which deal are we talking about? Are we talking about the one in from Alabama or are we talking about the one we recently did? Oh, man. I've, oh. <laughs> Let's talk about both of those deals. We're going to talk about the one from Alabama, but then we also got to touch on the one that we just closed on with We Lend. LLC. So the deal from Alabama was a great deal. It was, it was from a really 
savvy, sophisticated realtor slash wholesaler. The deal came to me via another wholesaler, which is is one of the things that Astro Flipping and a lot of those guys out there are are actually training and teaching people how to do it. It's just networking. So you can get a lot of deals through networking and we we are in a, a people business. So one thing we got to be great at is with people. So this deal came to me and of course I called you, Andre. I was like, hey, look, got a really great deal. She said that the lady was ready to move. It was at a good price point. I think what we had it at maybe 75, 80. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the ARV was what, 165, 175 at the time in the market. So it was less than 50% on a dollar, which definitely was allow us the money to move around in. And the way she structured the deals with a novation. A lot of people are not familiar with novation agreements, but a, it's it's kind of trending right now. It's a trending term. It it always been a, it's always been there. It's kind of like coronavirus on the back of the Lysol can. It's always been there, but now it's hot. You know, if you ask any wholesaler, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, let's do a novation agreement." And basically, what a novation agreement is is it's a it's a legal instrument used to replace one obligation or party with another in a contract. So say I sign an agreement with you and my entity on a purchase-sale agreement, and then I assign, well, I do another agreement replacing that person on the, on the contract with myself. And what they do is they also have the seller sign a power of attorney saying, you allowing me to do this with your property and your contract. And a lot of sellers don't know what they're signing. And, and if they think they do, they, they just don't. So you're basically giving somebody a power of attorney to say, I can sell your property. I can do whatever I want with your property. And that's one thing that this particular savvy wholesaler was doing. And that's how she structured a lot of her deals. So she could list the property. She could sell the property. And if you're an agent, that's called net listing. Because you say, hey, I got the property for 75, but I sell it for 95. And anything I make between that 75 and whatever I sell it for is mine to keep. That's a net listing in real estate which is completely illegal. But if you're a wholesaler, it's legal. Ta-da, you can do whatever you want with somebody else's property if they sign over a power of attorney to you and there's no recourse. So these wholesalers brought us the agreement, but the lady kind of found out about the novation agreement after multiple wholesalers were calling her and, and said, well, hey, your agreement is not a valid agreement because she's listing your property on the website on the MLS. And she said, well, I never authorized that. They said, well, you need to read your paperwork. And once she read it, she was not happy camper. <laughs> she Man, you was know not what? a happy camper. And it's funny because we end up not being able to do that deal, right? It, it fell through at the last minute. Lady was, I don't want to call her crazy or whatever she had going on, but it didn't work out right. So yeah, couldn't do that deal. But I brought mail another deal that we were trying to close on and we yeah. underwrote the deal we didn't underwrite it you know during the underwriting process you go through due diligence and so here we are we got this property that was eighty thousand dollars or eighty five thousand and the arv looked like it happened to be two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars so i called mail i'm like mail your girl in alabama you think she can move this property he said yeah i'm pretty sure she can i said so let's take a look at it so we go to take a look at this property and it's been in litigation for four years. The guy that you know gave yeah. us the property was saying that, oh, I got a clear title. The title's clear. I'll give you title insurance. I'll give you all of these things. He said, yeah, yeah, just sign the, sign the contract. He was so adamant about us signing this contract. And I'm like, I don't know why this dude is pressing. Call in. He called yeah. at least 
five to 15 times back to back harassing us red until flag. we finally agreed. That's a red flag. So like Mel said, that's a red flag because if you're if you have a good deal and you're an investor trying to flip it to somebody else or you are an agent or a wholesaler trying to flip a deal, yeah. you don't got to call someone five to 15 times. Like either it's a good deal and they see it and they buy it or they pass on it for whatever reason and you move on to the next person. This guy didn't do that. So I was like, yo, I think this is a bad deal. I kept saying this is a bad deal. I didn't have time to do my due diligence. But once I got around to it, I called Mel. I said, man, let's look at this deal real fast. So then from that point on, Mel, go ahead. What, what happened after yeah. we, 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 we do the due diligence? Yeah. So, I mean, once we started to dig a little deeper and, you know, that's that's one thing that you have to do as an investor, especially when you're investing out of, out of state or out of market. Due diligence is written on every contract. You know, you want to be able to find a little bit about the property. Sometimes if you want, if we won't catch it. Maybe our attorney would catch it and, you know, in the title search. But we just happened to do a Zillow search and the property, once you gave me the property, I was looking for comps. The property address was what, like 213 and the, the other comp was 210. Nine, and they had nine, this same exact picture. 913 and 910. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 913 and 910, they had the same exact answer. So I'm like, wait a minute. 910 was listed. You know, it, it, you can clearly see on Zillow, it had a, a listing, MLS listing agreement, and it had the agent listed on it. With this, it, But it had the same picture. So I think you was like, hey, look, you start doing the Google Maps. Yeah. You start zooming in. Mm -hmm. And we was trying to, you know, how you can, you can walk through the neighborhood on Google Maps. It was like, wait a minute. Okay, one of these got to be 913 and 910. But that was a red flag right there because both of them had the same picture. So same once picture. we started to dig a little deeper, I said, well, let me call the agent because it, the agent for 910, he's listed a property right around the corner. He he has to have some information. And we called him. He didn't answer. So we 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 kind of knew that something was, something was going on. We were like, one of these got a pool. One of these don't have a pool. One of these been fixed up. The other one hasn't been fixed up. But they both coming up under the same address. So what happened once we got on the phone with the agent, the agent was like, hey, I got to let you guys know that that property has a cloudy title. The, the back history to it was that the person who bought the property, the closing attorney listed the wrong property that he bought initially. So he, when he bought 910, the the close the closing attorney listed it as 913 and he ended up closing on the wrong property, rehabbing the property, couldn't find out that he didn't own that property. He and, actually owned the other property. And that property went into foreclosure, which yeah. is the crazy part about it. The property was in foreclosure. And so they messed around and sold the wrong house. So now this this property, it, you know, when you when you you have a legal description for each address, every property has a legal description. So the, the property that was in foreclosure was this one. And I guess when they sold the other property, the person at the title company messed up the legal description. So this house was in foreclosure, but technically yeah. it wasn't in foreclosure. So I was like, how do you have a house that's in foreclosure, but not? You know what I mean? And, and so like yeah. the, the, tr the tricky part about it is the guy who sold us the property, we gave him a criteria and he's like, this meets all of your criteria. It's in foreclosure. <laughs> the current person on the inside is going through an eviction process, but you got to take over the eviction process. We're willing to give you a discount. They gave me a $5,000 discount to deal with the eviction process on my own, which was weird. And, and so yeah. it's funny because come to find out, as we keep talking to the agent, the people in the house 
don't have no legal obligation to move out because it's it's like a fake house because the title is tied up and they can't get the house out of foreclosure because the legal description of the house technically has been sold, but the legal description of the house has been recorded, but it's in foreclosure. Yeah. You, you see, you see how tricky it is. So these people yeah. that know that we're inside, the agent was like, if these people move out of this house, they know that they can never get it back. But if they stay in there forever, they can't get yeah. kicked out. And so it's like, what? No. So this guy was trying to sell us his property from afar. And if we didn't do our yeah. due diligence, we would end up buying his property, thinking we got a clear title and clear deed. And we could have yeah. took this person to court and they would have never had to get out of the house because legally it's not even the house. <laughs> it's too much legal red tape that once you solve one issue, there was another one to, to solve. So it's like there's there's foreclosure. There was a cloudy title. I mean, there definitely was some liens on the property because the guy already had. So you had to clear you had to clear all that up before you can even get this property to be sold. And it's been so long, which is another thing. You got to go back several years. And that's a that's the one thing why you get title insurance, because it protects you from anybody, any previous owners. But who knows who else is on this title? Exactly. <laughs> whoever took whoever took title to this property, and they probably try to sell this property. The guy, the real estate said they try to sell this property so many times that this is a zombie property. It's probably going to end up. I mean, they they probably going to have to wait a decade or so that people just move on before yep. they can. The city can take it back and, and officially sell it. So and that's the thing about it, man. Like you know, I I've always bought properties remote. I've never bought a property in the, in the state that I live in. Right. And so this is the kind of stuff that you run into when you're dealing with wholesalers and you're buying properties from out of your market. And so due diligence is huge. I always do due diligence on every property, whether it be uh, a brand new house and we still do a inspection on it. You still got to do your due yeah. diligence. And, and this it's funny because, you know, so we end up passing on this deal, but we're always constantly, especially now, ramping up and buying deals. So Mel brings me another deal that we have been trying to close for like, a month and a half, but we pivoted and tried some yeah. lender because we were trying to close on this house in five to seven days because we were just in a time crunch. So we thought because the seller was like, I need to hurry up and sell this house. We'll get to that in a minute because he did need to hurry up and sell it for sure. So I pivoted from what I traditionally do. I tried to go with a brand new lender that I don't know. I got an email from him. I'm like, you know what? Because I know you guys get these spam emails. I was like, you know what? Their website looked great. Their email marketing looked good. I said, so let me try them out. They had these fake five-star reviews, apparently. So I was like, you know what? Let me try them out. If they can close in five to seven days, we're going to do it. So I pivot to this company called WeLens. We get into the process, we WeLens, and it went from five to seven days to what? What do you think, Mel? 35 days? Yeah, easily 35 days. And so in the process of getting to finally getting the closing, not only did they try to get me to sign over my entire business, they had a document inside of the closing paperwork that said, we need you to sign over 100% of your business interests to our company. It didn't have any stipulations in there as to why you had to sign it over. It just says, you know, and when you sign on a property, the documents, it was about 130 pages that I had to look yeah. at. And so, you know, when you get mortgage documents, depending on a lender, sometimes they're shorter or less, but they're always, uh, you know, a good amount of pages. So you need to read through everything. So I get through it and I see this thing that says, sign over 100% of your business. I'm like, oh, hell no. So I send it the mail and I'm like, man, am I tripping? Is this, does this say it wants me to sign over 100% of my business? 
I send it to the attorney yes. and she gets it. <laughs> You're like, what the heck? So I'm like, all right, so we now go ahead, Mel. Tell them about the curveball that came in in addition to this lender. So we in crunch time. We in crunch time because yeah. of what, Mel? What happened? We ran into this bogus lender on this. The lender ended up closing. So they tried to get you to sign over a certificate that would allow them to have 100% of your business, which we was already behind with this lender. And then the deal started out as a joint venture. Started out as a joint venture. One of the partners fell out. You end up going for it with a lender because they promised you they can close in five to seven days. As the deal progressed, we get three days before we thought we was going to have clear to close. We find out that the house is going into foreclosure. It has a foreclosure date. We find out on Wednesday, that the foreclosure date was on Tuesday. So we were already scrambling, trying to figure out what we was going to do with the paperwork with, with this lender because the lender had an attorney to underwrite every document. And this attorney was, I don't know what you call it, man. I'm trying to find a good word that's not a cuss word. But <laughs> the attorney was slow. He was extremely slow. I'm just going to. So, man, that's a good term, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was extremely slow. And we facing pre-foreclosure. We facing foreclosure. So the attorney called me. She just was like, hey, Mel, do you know that this is going to foreclosure on Tuesday? And I was like, what? Excuse me? She said, yes. I said, oh, my God. So I immediately called you, Andre. I said, look, we got to get the lender to expedite this because we need to have funds in the office by Friday so we can close because Monday it's going to be too late. We can't wire funds to the bank knowing that they need to have that wire on their desk, knowing that we're going to have to order a new payoff statement. I said, okay, let's see if we can expedite this. Thursday came. Remember you called me? You was like, hey, look, I called them. They said they were going to close on Friday. I said, all right, great. We, gonna, we good. I can relax. No, no. Man, Friday oh, comes. Hey. I get the paperwork in them. At like 2.30, I get the paperwork. Matter of all, it's 2.30 East Coast time, so I'll get it at 11 o'clock my time. And I'm looking through right. it, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, to where to get this signed and scanned and sent back. My scanner wasn't working. That's another thing. So I'm trying to look through these documents, and I come across this, we own your whole business. So I, I see this document, and I'm like, these people don't lost their mother mind if they think I'm going to sign over my business over one loan. One loan, you get my entire business. So I sign everything else but those documents. And I send it back. It gets there. I have the UPS guy scan everything. He sends it over. <laughs> and so they hit me up Monday and they say, hey, Andre, we missing this document. And I said, no, we ain't missing it. I didn't put it in there on purpose because I'm not signing it. I said, did you read it? And then Cece was like, oh, yeah. Then she hit the attorney back like, he is not signing this document. He is not entitled. To, you know, she said whatever right. she said in there. Like, you know, she had a little attitude because it was like, why are you going to make this man sign over his business for one deal? So I emailed a guy back and I'm like, look, bro. You can keep your deal. You can keep your little loan because I'm not signing over 100% of my business over your one loan. And they, because they said, yo, the reason why he has to sign this document, because if he defaults on the loan, then it triggers this particular document. Like yeah. nothing about this document says if you default on the loan, we trigger your document. Never so the thing seen about, a document like that before. Never. I've closed over. I don't know how many loans I've worked at the bank. Even the attorney, Cece, said, I've never seen. And she worked at multiple title companies that we use her at before. She'd been doing this for a long time. She said, I've yeah. never seen a document that requires a person to sign up for their entire business if they default on a loan because the asset is the collateral, not the entire business. And so right. I said, man, you, you keep that. So now here we go. This document is the holdup because I'm not signing it. And now tomorrow, Tuesday, is the day that we got to close. And I'm like, well, I'm not signing it. 
So we had a standstill. I'm like, F it. So then we started figuring out how to just go ahead and pay cash for the house. That was our next movie. Just, just go ahead and pay cash for it. So then, yeah. you know, we hopped on the phone to try to figure that part out. And then eventually they came back and was like, all right, we'll omit it for this. It should have never been in there. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> yeah. So man. now this is all happening Friday at 2.30. Right? No, no, no. This is Monday. <laughs> Yeah, so you signed all the documents, had everything notarized. You overnighted the documents yeah, back. Yeah, on Friday. So we yeah. closed on Monday. Mm-hmm. Monday came. They still was dragging. They hadn't responded. No. Nothing. Three hours. So CC called me. I called you. We all got on a conference call. And we were like, we got to figure this out because we're not going to be able to close. And so I said, well, let's try to get a reinstatement. So she called the seller. Got him on the phone, and then she asked the seller, hey, you know, can we call the bank and get a reinstatement? The bank would not work. Banks do not care. They have no emotions. This guy did not have any emotion. He didn't have any remorse. He was like, I'm not doing it. Basically, he told him, I'm not doing it. You know, we don't have enough time for a reinstatement. Sorry for your bad luck. And so, so hold on, hold on. This guy who we were buying the house from, he on the phone with his attorney. And then the, the guy was like, oh, 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 no, I'm about to disconnect this call right now. You can't be on the phone. I didn't give you permission. He, this yeah. dude is literally going into foreclosure the next day. And this guy on the it's phone was like, hours. I can't talk to you. Like, he, with a, such a bad attitude, can give two fine flips about this guy about to lose his entire house and foreclosure the next day. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Yeah, no remorse. So we went above and beyond on this deal. CC was like, hold on, let's call the foreclosure attorney. Let's see if we can get it from them. We called the foreclosure attorney. Luckily, attorney to attorney, they get, they have a little bond. She understood what CC was trying to get accomplished. She said, I can get you a, a reinstatement fee. Come to find out, it was almost $50,000. Well, it was $50,000. $49,900. You already had wired some money in. Yeah. But I think we was $13,000 short. Yeah, yeah, to catch it up, catch up the payments. And, and, and yeah. this was at 4.30. I think the wire cutoff time was at 5. Yep. And we was like, oh my God. It's over. Have you ever thought to yourself, I wish I could get into real estate investing? You can change this as quickly or as slowly as you want to now. Imagine yourself networking and making new connections in real estate globally or buying an investment property in a market or country that fits your needs. People do. They know what I'm talking about. And now you can too with InvestFAR. Connect and join the network. Remote investing made safe and easy. 
the reason why this is such an amazing deal to, to back up, we got the deal for one eighty five. The house is worth two hundred ninety seven thousand dollars. But once we found out the guy was going to foreclosure, I was like, you know what? This deal just got a whole lot better. So we got the guy from one eighty five down to one sixty two. And so yeah. the deal was super sweet. So and we, and the, we got what? the deal. We got a better price on the deal because we knew the lender was charging healthy fees. In order to make the deal work better, we had to ask for a reduction in price. So it kind of worked out, but it didn't work out, but it kind of did. We, we was able to ask for a reduction, and that gave us a sweet deal. Really nice price point. Again, less than 50% the value, which gave us a lot of playroom where you, you're, still, you're still able to make a lot of money. And now fast forward back. So now you got the context on why we were really trying to get this deal done. I mean, 162 on a house is worth 295000 Go ahead, Mill. Yeah. So five o'clock, we exhausted. We've been working on this deal for a while, right? Over a month. And, first. <laughs> and now we came down to the point where we feel like, look, it's going into foreclosure tomorrow. So I said, wait a minute. We still got one more card to play. This is the card, guys. This is what I was talking about when I got on bankruptcy. Go bankruptcy. <laughs> now, one of Marco's structures, our mentor. You know, our mentor, Marco, who actually taught us how to do something to one of his things were bankruptcy, short sale, loan modification, and bankruptcy is a great card to play, but don't wait till the day of foreclosure. That's what happened with us. Because you can't find a bankruptcy attorney to do a bankruptcy for you on the day of foreclosure. It's nearly impossible because they want to advise you on different types of bankruptcy. They also some things that they want to look over with your income, see if your means reach. They're going to do a whole consultation. So some realtors are savvy enough. I never did one myself. I, I have experience with bankruptcy, but I knew it was a possibility. And I was willing to throw a Hail Mary, was what we call it at the time. We was going to throw a Hail Mary. We were going to do a Warren Moon, Brett Favre. Mr. Moon. <laughs> <laughs> his, so, nickname, his nickname, Mr. Moon. You know what I mean? Y'all know Warren Moon, you guys from the era. The attorney was like, if... Mel pulls this off when we stop this foreclosure and we get this house. We got to call him Mr. Moon. And so now that's his new name. <laughs> Mel <laughs> go ahead, Moon Dupar. So I said, OK, look, I'm going to make an attempt. So I called the seller. I said, hey, uh, I talked to him and his brother for maybe about two, three hours. We discussed the bankruptcy. Come to find out he, he had one in the past, but he couldn't get in touch with his attorney. So he tried to call his attorney. No answer. He tried to call his attorney that morning. While I was walking into the federal building, uh, no answer. But I was able to call the bankruptcy court. I called the bankruptcy court. As an individual, you can file your own bankruptcy without an attorney. That's legal. You know, you can, it's called filing pro se. You don't need an attorney. However, you want to seek the advice of a qualified attorney when you file in a bankruptcy, but you don't need one because the paperwork is there. The people at the bankruptcy court is very helpful. I mean, it's on a federal building. You won't be able to take your phones or devices, but you can go in there and talk to them. They have computers and everything set up. And the lady was very helpful. She gave me the forms. She gave me about all the forms to pull from the bankruptcy court uh, website. She told me to fill them out and be able to go file them. Once you file a bankruptcy, you get a claim number. Once you get a claim number, that creates an automatic stay. That means that no creditor will be able to grab your assets at any point in time until that bankruptcy is dissolved, is discharged. We Soon. I was down there. The bankruptcy court opened up at 8.30 that morning. The foreclosure started at 9. 
nine. I ran into the bankruptcy court, helped him file all the paperwork. We got the claim number. We called the foreclosure attorney. We said, hey, we just want to let you know that the seller has filed bankruptcy. And she was like, oh, really? He said, yes. So Cece was like, would you like the claim number? She said, yes, I would. She got the claim number. She said, let me call the attorney and tell him that we're stopping the foreclosure. That literally. <laughs> so so we literally stopped this man from losing the house, right? And we end up being able to still acquire this deal. So he won, we won, and the guy doesn't really technically have to go through with the bankruptcy. He can just be like, you know what, I changed my mind, which he's probably gonna do that because he didn't need to go and you know file bankruptcy anyway. He just needed to stop that, you know, process on his house being foreclosed on. So we end up going ahead and using that we lend LLC. We end up going through it with the process of getting along with them and buying the house. So this guy made off with a hundred grand, didn't have to go into foreclosure. Everybody wins, man. And so we've used this tool, what, twice in the last month because I have a client who I had a loan for and she went into bankruptcy and she just disappeared. I'm sorry. She she went into foreclosure, was going to foreclosure and she disappeared. And she called me. I called her one more time three days before foreclosure again. And I was like, Mel, Mel is Mr. Moon is the bankruptcy king. So I called him like, hey, man, we got a girl. She needs help. Same thing. Stopped her foreclosure. And she just sold her house um, a week ago. So, I mean, yeah, bankruptcy, man, it is a negative connotation around it. And me and Mel had a conversation about this earlier. We coming up on time right now. But me and Mel had this conversation earlier about bankruptcy and using it as a tool. And Mel, we talked about earlier. One of the benefits of doing bankruptcy is what? You, you get to keep certain assets. Go ahead, Mel. Yeah, I mean, bankruptcy does have a negative connotation. There is a waiting period uh, once you file bankruptcy. But Chapter 13 bankruptcy, like I said before, it creates an automatic stay. It allows you to keep your assets, and it's more like a consolidation where you, you end up paying your creditors off through the bankruptcy code, you know. Whatever your means are, they would they will judge they will do a judgment based on a certain amount of those means, and you can retain all your assets. Like if you have a house, you will be able to keep your house while you're going ahead and catching up on your payments, and you can always discharge your bankruptcy at any particular time, which you probably want. You want to just go ahead through it. It's not that long of a period if you really think about it. You know, two years. Your credit score goes shoots up automatically because you 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 don't have any debt. Your credit score. If you never had, if you never checked Credit Karma and seen a 700 or 750 on your credit score, it does feel good. <laughs> it feels great. Like 750, you're like, wow. I if you've been looking at 580s for maybe about 10 years, file bankruptcy. And it's a, funny because well, the at thing that about 750 for a while. Take a picture of it. The funny thing about filing bankruptcy is like if you have three houses, you can only you can put one of them in there if you have the means to pay the other two. And this is the benefit of having control everything but own nothing. If you have all your assets in an LLC, you can file a particular bankruptcy, chapter 13, and say you only got three houses and you have two of that you're able to pay and you can't pay the one, you can put that one house into bankruptcy and keep the other two. Same thing with a car. You got cars, you can put one of them in bankruptcy and keep the other two. So you basically, it's like a chess move, man. So a lot of people see like millionaires or billionaires file bankruptcy. They're not broke. What they're doing is they're doing a chess move. They're freezing creditors from being able to come after them for some particular assets and they're paying it off. Or what they're doing is taking some of these bad assets and moving them to the side and being like, you know what? I'll, I don't want these anymore. Let's slide these over here. And you basically giving yourself the ability to, to re-up and then make yourself better. It's like giving yourself 
an injection or, or steroid, right? You just move it to the side. So bankruptcy is not necessarily a bad thing. It's about how you decide to use it. And that's what me and Matt were talking about earlier. Yeah, you got to be strategic. And I always advise, hey, we're not attorneys. We can't give you any legal advice. But sit down with a bankruptcy attorney. Go contact your local bankruptcy court. You can go down there and talk to them and, and they can give you all the advice on the different types of bankruptcy. Chapter 7 has its benefits and has its pros and cons as verse, as well as chapter 13. If you're a business, you're going to do chapter 11. But there are so many different types of bankruptcy that it's kind of like I was telling you, Andre, it's kind of like if you're in the NFL or you're in the NBA, you got the refs and then you got the opposing team. The legal system is like the refs. You always want to play within, you got to know the rules of the game. And bankruptcy is one of the rules of the game that you want to know because it's one of the laws out there. And if you don't have a good CPA, you want to get a good attorney who knows your laws and can protect your assets because things happen. Nobody is immune to life. Whether you're going to go through foreclosure, you're going to go through Losing a job, you go through a divorce, you go through a death. Things happen and you want to know those things that can help you out and save you from losing your shirt while you're playing the game of life. You see what I'm saying? And we're not sitting here, if you don't have to go on bankruptcy, don't do it, right? If you can avoid it at all costs, because it does have a two, three year limit on your on your personal credit, right? Sometimes a bank will not lend to you if you have bankruptcy. But the beauty about what we're talking about, and I always talk about business, you have to be strategic. If you are a business owner and you create an LLC and you put your assets in an LLC, that LLC can have a million dollars, $2 million worth of debt. And your personal self won't have any debt. You can still do what you want to do. You can get rid of this LLC at any given time if you want to. And say you made a ton of money and that money was transferred to your yourself as, let's say, Andre Stewart. If it was transferred to you, they can't touch Andre Stewart but they can touch this LLC and take all the assets that are in it. So if you do file bankruptcy, it might leave a stain on your credit. But the thing about doing business, once you get past a certain window, a lender like myself or other private lenders out here, they'll take a risk on someone, especially if you're buying an asset under an LLC, because they can just use the asset as collateral. So don't, don't be like, oh man, I filed bankruptcy. I'm screwed. I can't do anything else. Nah, man, it's just a tool to use. And that's why you might have heard someone like Donald Trump who filed bankruptcy like three or four times. Perps just filed bankruptcy and then their stock went through the roof because people know that they got rid of the dead assets and now their company can be profitable. So use bankruptcy as a tool and don't look at it as like, oh man, I filed bankruptcy now. People going to be looking at me crazy or now I'm broke. You're not broke. You put yourself in a better situation. So now moving forward, you learn from that situation, but now you should more likely have all of your assets and different LLCs to head you from losing your shirt, like Mel said. You definitely want to go ahead, strengthen your LLCs, which is your personal entities. You know, if you don't know anything about that, I'm pretty sure that you can find some information on InvestFar or in the book. Yeah. So you definitely need to work on that. I always encourage that. Even if you don't be using bankruptcy as a tool, you want to have multiple LLCs because there's so many tax benefits by having LLCs. That's how the rich get richer because you got three separate entities that are all credit worthy. They can all get their own lines of credit and they also have their own protection as far as you getting assets. You know, people are so happy nowadays. If there's somebody sues you on one LLC, you can have your assets in another LLC where they can't even touch. Like he's saying, man, even if you put all your assets in LLC, that's just being strategic, man. You know, it's funny because when I worked at banking, I would be like, why is this person buying three houses with three different LLCs? Because if something happens with that one house, 
is not connected to the other two or three houses. So like goes back to what Mel was saying, you know, put your assets in an LLC. And if something happens, the other LLC is protected. You don't lose all of your assets, man. That's right. You want to diversify your portfolio anyway. And like you gave Donald Trump as a great example, he has multiple LLCs and most savvy investors have multiple LLCs because it's cleaner. If something tragic happens, you're protected. And it's all about CYA. You want to protect yourself. And that's why you want to have a good attorney advisor on board that you can you can talk about trust. You can talk about estate planning. Everything that you work hard for, it won't be, you know, stolen from you in one swell swoop. In, you know, you know the, one of the main reasons why we hopped on here and decided to do this podcast real fast. I'm not asking them a thousand questions. We just going over scenarios because they, they're they recent. Like they just happened almost like three days ago. And so they're fresh in your mind. And so we want guys to know like you guys are girls need to do your due diligence. Don't just trust what a real estate agent said. This deal came over, the one from Alabama with the messed up title came over from a real estate agent. And I emailed him back and I'm like, bro, you don't need to be out here selling this house to anyone. You don't want to get caught up. So do your due diligence and also learn some of the bankruptcy laws because like we talked about earlier, there's a negative connotation around bankruptcy, but there's some good things to it. And if you know you're in a bad situation or if you're trying to come out of your situation and you feel like you're drowning in debt, don't feel like you don't want to consolidate. Debt consolidation is great. I did a podcast with somebody two days ago that just aired Chris Miles. Go take a look at that podcast because it talks about how to get out of debt. There's benefits of doing consolidation because it allows you to free up cash flow for you to use that money and invest it in other things. If you have to temporarily file bankruptcy and you get to keep a house and a car if you want to and get rid of all the other stuff that you don't want to deal with. So don't think you get overwhelmed with being in debt and be like, man, I'm stuck, I'm drowning. You want to go out here and do some crazy stuff to yourself and do some illegal things you don't have to because you you know behind on debt. Just file bankruptcy. And if you don't know from this story the benefits of that, and if you don't trust our word from it because we're not attorneys, it's not legal advice, holler at a bankruptcy attorney and let them fill you in on, on more of what we're talking about so you can see the benefits of that. And then you can start your life from that point on. Even if you're 45 or 50 or 60, it doesn't matter how old you are. There's still time as long as you're still breathing. And you're still on this earth. So yeah, don't worry about your situation. Don't worry about being in debt up to your eyeballs. Get out of it. Focus on getting out of it. And then focus on what you're going to do with that money in the house that you get to keep in the car that you get to continue to drive while you're in bankruptcy. Yeah. Any last words? No, go ahead. I mean, key takeaways from what we discuss is, you know, always do your due diligence. Definitely vet your, your lenders. You, you want to protect yourself. If you're facing foreclosure, you know somebody facing foreclosure. A lot of people are prideful. They're not going to speak on it. So that's why, you know, we, we want to put it out there that you can find help. You know, call your realtor. I mean, they may have options if they're savvy enough. If they don't, then reach out to a bankruptcy attorney. And it's not a bad thing. Knowledge is power. You want to get as much knowledge as possible. So those are just some key takeaways. There's always some gems we dropping. So I appreciate you bringing me on, Andre. Yeah, man, we got to do it again. But like he said, man, key takeaways that I got to give outside of what he said, read the documents, read all the documents. And I'm going to bring up this last thing because I'm going through something with my family with some mistakes between me and some relatives. They tried to sneak some documents in on my mom in a trying situation where she was emotional. They tried to take advantage of her. And it's a family member. So I had to read through her documents and be like, what did you sign? So just it doesn't matter who it is, family, friend, real estate agent, read through any documents that you get, because there's always or there could be something in there that could really ruin your life long term. And you know what I mean? So read documents, look into bankruptcy and do your due diligence, guys. And Mel, thank you for coming on, man. And we'll have you back on again sometime. man. Yeah, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. All right, man. Thank you. 
Aren't you ready to start a business or grow your real estate investing portfolio? If you answered yes, allow Andre and the expert advisors at the Residual Roads Business Institute to fast track and put you on a path to full-time investing. The greatest transfer of wealth in our lifetime is occurring over the next few years, and you can take advantage if you know what to look for. In order to be successful at real estate investing, you need to learn how to leverage your current resources to generate quick money, big money, and retirement money. Let Residual Roads advisors craft a plan to get you through these phases using little or no money in six months or less. Don't wait for a job. Create one for yourself and others. Go to residualroads.com for mentorship and for our free course, go to residualroads.thinkific.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.